Amigos, your relationship needs support. When I think back to my marriage and the period of it when my husband and I were struggling the most, we both realized that in order for us to overcome the number one issue in our relationship, we needed to do something radically different than what we were already doing, even different from what the generations before us did. We realized we needed support. And that support came in the form of marriage therapy. That's why I'm so grateful for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. You see, marriage therapy was the game changer for my relationship. It allowed my partner and I to finally take a step back and have somebody else walk us through what was actually going on. Eventually, we both realized that most of the issues that we had with each other had actually nothing to do with the other person, but more so to do with our own unhealed trauma and our own things that we hadn't taken the time to process, but somehow was still showing up in our relationship. And that's why I love BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or even video call. You can even message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can totally switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked just for you. More scheduling flexibility and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash one day at a time. That's BetterHelp.com slash one day at a time. The link to this coupon will be right here in my podcast notes. And listen, amigos, at this point, you've tried it all when it comes to your relationship and nothing is working. You don't have anything to lose by asking for the support that you know that you need in the form of therapy. And what a better way to do that than with better help. Coming up on the One Day at a Time podcast, we were not able to deliver criticism to each other in a nice way. Like, we just couldn't tell each other about each other in a nice way. It always came like gloves ready. Like, I consistently felt like we were fighting against each other than fighting for each other and for this marriage. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Karina F. Daves, life coach and speaker. I went from lacking authenticity in my relationships, having really shaky boundaries with loved ones, and getting caught up in the cycle of toxic relationships, to finally standing firm on my values, knowing the difference between privacy and boundaries, and getting comfortable with the identity of putting myself first without feeling the guilt. Each week on this show, I will be sharing relationship advice, real-life testimonies, and my proven strategies on how to finally resolve the issues in your relationship. Here's the thing. You've mastered everything else in your life but your relationship. As a relationship coach, I help women overcome the number one issue that exists in their relationships so that they can show up as the partners they desire to be. 
I want to help you improve your relationship without having to go to couples therapy first so that you and your partner can shorten your arguments, feel seen and heard and get your intimacy back. You see, your relationship is your mirror. When your relationship feels like it's being tested on a constant basis, it's an opportunity to see that things haven't been dealt with. And I want to teach you how to surrender the need to control your partner and your relationship by focusing on bettering you first. Through a mixture of one-on-one coaching, relationship framework, and plenty of aha moments, you'll finally be able to understand your triggers more deeply and decrease the time you spend arguing with your partner. You'll become more of an active listener versus being prepared with a rebuttal. We're going to get you to a place where you're going to walk freely in your joy and light because you've taken the time to unpack your values and you finally have a clarity of what you desire in the next chapter of your life and for your relationship. We're going to get you to a place where you're going to show up to your date nights excited to spend time and connect with your partner. You'll even have more energy and a heightened desire for post-date activities. I'm on a mission to show women like you how to evaluate their values, reassess their standards, and examine their identities so you can show up to a more satisfying relationship. Believe me, a better relationship is possible, but it begins with you. So let's work together to bring the real you to the forefront. Go to the link in the podcast notes to book a sales call with me where we'll talk more about what's going on and figure out how to get your life back. I can't wait to meet you. If you're loving this podcast, and enjoying the juicy relationship gems, then head over to follow me on my socials at Karina F. Daves on Instagram and TikTok. Or head over to my website, KarinaFDaves.com and subscribe to my newsletter, Release Your Relationship, where I share weekly relationship advice on how to overcome the number one issue in your relationship. Now, if you're really loving this podcast, don't forget to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and share it with all of your amigos. Reviews are such a personal way to hear your voice and have the ability to interact with our community. Thanks so much for listening to the show. And now, the One Day at a Time podcast. Amigos, welcome back to One Day at a Time with your host, me, Karina F. Daves, relationship coach, speaker, and podcast host of This Dope Podcast. Today's episode is titled The Worst Year of My Marriage, and uh, God really put it on my heart to share the root of where a lot of the growing and the things that I share on social media, where they come from. I also have my background in social work. I have a master's in social work. I was a social worker um, for some time in higher ed before I transitioned into tech. Um, And I also taught women and gender studies uh, for five years as a professor teaching global women's leadership. And so I would say that through my marriage, my degree, and my experience, you know, there's nothing like all of that combined to be able to um, share that on this platform. And so I want to start by saying that this is going to be a very vulnerable episode, and it will always be quick because nobody has time to listen to like a 30, 45 minutes. Maybe you do, but I don't have time to record that. So let me just get right to it um, and just share that it is a very vulnerable uh, episode sharing with you the worst year of my marriage. And there actually were two worst years, but I'm going to share with you the first. Okay. 
So the worst year of my marriage was the third, actually the first to the third year. (laughs) You know, everybody says like you have this honeymoon phase and then it's over. And I think that Terrence and I always wanted the honeymoon phase to live forever and we didn't realize how much work needed to be put into in order for you to find joy in your relationship. And we were 25 years old. Uh, I was 25. He was 26 when we got married. I know, I always forget the age, but regardless, we were young. And I come from a very long lineage of divorce in my family. Everybody in my family is divorced, um, with the exception maybe of like one or two people. But the majority of my family is divorced and my husband has his own story. And so when we came together, um, it was very much based on a lot of uh, prayer, discernment, and we really felt like God really placed us together for a reason. And it's one of those things that when you know, you know, right? And so we knew. And the first three years were the most difficult. And I'm going to tell you the top reasons why. One, because I come from a lineage of divorce, I hadn't realized that the way I was showing up in my marriage was from a space of trying to prevent divorce. And how I was doing that was wanting everything in my relationship to be perfect, like wanting my husband to say certain things by a certain time in a certain way. And if he didn't, like it just super frustrated me. And I remember thinking to myself, like, why? Like, why don't you just know that? Like, you should just know that, right? Um, And so it was very much from a controlling perfectionist standpoint. And I realized that A lot of that had to do with me wanting our relationship to look a certain way so we didn't get a divorce. The second thing that was occurring in the first three years of our marriage um, was that my husband and I are two very independent people. And it is something that we both were very attracted to each other about, right? Like we thought in our minds like, oh, like you got your own thing going on. I got my own thing going on. And we're super respectful and super loyal to each other. So like there will never be this battle for independence. But once we got married, and mind you, I had been, we both had been on my own. He had his own place. I had my own place. Could nobody tell either one of us nothing? Like we had made our own money. Like We were super, I would say, hyper independent. And when we got married, somehow that switch went off for me. And I no longer wanted to do anything independently. Like I just wanted for us to do everything together. And I sort of lost myself in my relationship. I started to lose myself and I started to only have the identity of a wife rather than the identity of a wife, a daughter, a sister, a best friend. Um, I felt like I needed to fully immerse myself in my marriage. And through that, my husband felt like it was a constant battle for us when he wanted to do something independently and he consistently felt clocked 
and asked and questions. And even through that, like we really discovered that a lot of my asking um, needed to come from a heart posture of curiosity rather than wanting to control him. So I remember working through that. And listen, I'll stop here and say that for the purpose of this podcast and even all of my content, I share more about me and my standpoint versus uh, Terrence because I really do honor and respect um, his point of view of things. And so when I talk about the worst year of my marriage, I'm not sharing, I'm not fully sharing everything that he did um, that wasn't right. And that really is out of respect for him. And all of the content that you see on my page, even if I do talk a little bit about him, it's with the permission that I know the level of things that I could talk about him, which is why when I say I come from a lineage of divorce and my has my husband has his own junk, I'm protective of that junk or that stuff because um, that's his thing. And I can only share what is appropriate to share or what um, I've been, uh, we've agreed is appropriate to share. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense and y'all can respect that. So anyways, second thing was this independence, right? This battle for independence. The third thing that was happening in the first three years of our marriage, which was the worst year of our marriage, was that we were not able to deliver criticism to each other in a nice way. Like we just couldn't tell each other about each other in a nice way. It always came like gloves ready. Like I consistently felt like we were fighting against each other than fighting for each other and for this marriage. And these things really, really hurt us in the beginning. And I, and I remember thinking, then we got pregnant. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, like we have to, there are some like crucial things that we have to fix. And I think that while we both got together and knew we wanted to be with each other, we hadn't really had deep enough conversations about the things that we valued in our relationship. Like, you know, you love each other, you know, to respect each other, you know, to remain loyal, but do you actually have these deep conversations, especially at 25 years old, about your values? I mean, you have more conversations about your money goals and your future dreams and your future purposes or purchases than you do about your values and how deeply you think about them and how much they will be the cornerstone for your relationship. We didn't have that conversation. And because we didn't have that conversation, there wasn't anything for us to ever go back to, right? So what I'll say is that during that time, Terrence and I were extremely, uh, I would say, emotionally immature. We were we were imma- we were mature in the fact that we could make a baby, we could pay rent, we could show up to our jobs, we could be loyal friends. Like we were mature in that way, but we weren't emotionally mature in our relationship. And I think that when this starts to happen in your marriage, you start to back away instead of leaning in to do the work and instead of leaning in and fighting for each other. What you end up doing is fighting 
against each other. You understand? And so those were the three things that I remember from the worst year of our marriage. One, my husband fighting for his independence. Two, my perfectionism playing such a big role in trying to prevent our divorce. And three, the criticism that we were giving each other that just wasn't kind. And now I want to share the three things that I felt like changed our entire dynamic and brought us 11 years later to where we are today. Number one was that we both believed in God um, and we both knew that we had a strong faith or felt like we had a strong faith, but our faith was very much formulated where we went to church on Sundays, we prayed, we read scripture daily, we did our daily motivation, (laughs) we prayed with each other, um, we went to worship nights. Uh, We joined a Bible study group. We led Bible study group. Um, We joined children's ministry. We joined the um, facilities. My husband joined the facilities team. I joined the greeting team. Like our, and we did our service, right? We did a lot of community service. We did a lot of um, things that are very formulated. And I'm not saying that any of them are wrong. And I think that many of these things do have a big impact on your heart posture and how you um, grow in your faith. However, what it did not do was allow us to have the relationship with God individually that God wanted us to have with him. We started to realize that we were checklist Christians, checking things off a box, go to church, serve, volunteer, join a group, go to worship night, lead a Bible study. But we weren't really immersed in having a relationship with him. And we made the decision at that point in our marriage to leave our congregation and move to a different church that we felt was more led by the Holy Spirit. And we made the decision to not jump into volunteering yet. We wanted to really, really work on our relationship with God. And we needed to make the decision of working on our relationship with God from the standpoint of not judging each other. I think it's very easy to judge your partner's journey in their faith. And I can say that both of us were doing that. And so we made the decision to not judge each other to not hold each other accountable, to instead pour into each other. So in the moment where we would argue, my husband would stop and say, "Uh, honey, I don't think God would want us to do this right now. I think he would want us to do it differently. And I would say, and I would be sort of heated and I would be like, what? (laughs) And he would be like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to talk to God right now about what we should be doing. And I, I don't think this is it. I think our calling is so much bigger. And I think that, excuse me, I didn't mean to get emotional, but I remember having several arguments with my husband where he would just stop in the middle of the argument and tell me that God was talking to him and God was telling him to stop because our mission and our purpose 
and our love for each other was much bigger than this argument. And my husband would walk towards me and he would say, God's telling me that we should kiss right now, that I should hug you right now. And I would be lying if I told you every single time I surrendered, I didn't. There were times where I said, no, we have to finish arguing or we have to finish talking about this. But my husband didn't let up. Every single argument, he would stop and say, honey, I don't think we should be arguing about this. I feel the Holy Spirit in this room telling me that there is another force that is trying to come between us. While God has a plan, so does the enemy. And the enemy doesn't want us to be a team. The enemy wants us to have strife. The enemy wants us to hate each other. And I, I don't want that. And I'm starting to feel like that. And I feel like we should stop. And I think that that came from having such a deep relationship with God that wasn't being groomed or wasn't being um, just wasn't happening through the formulated version of seeking God that this world tells us that religion tells us right go to church serve read your Bible go to worship night those are all wonderful things and I know plenty of people including myself showed up to all of those things in a in a beautiful way, right? Wanting to serve God, my master, right? But there is something so pure about having a relationship with God. So pure. That was one thing that changed. <laughs> the second thing was we went to therapy. We started going to couples therapy with Dr. Carr. If you're in New Jersey, he's still in practice. Great man. <laughs> um, and uh, who loves Stevie Wonder, by the way. And the reason we decided to go to therapy is because we made the choice that somebody else needed to tell us about ourselves. Sometimes you need somebody else besides your partner to tell you a few things about yourself. And that can be a wise friend, that can be a therapist, that can be a coach, that can be whomever, your pastor, but sometimes you are going to need somebody else to tell you about yourself. So the main reason why we went to therapy was because we both realized that somebody else needed to tell us about ourselves. You understand? And listen, was it an investment? Of course, investment of time, investment of money. Our son was five months old, crawling on a blanket on the floor of our therapist's office, right? But at that stage, it was, it was something that we realized that we needed to start fighting for each other and fighting for this marriage and shifting our heart posture and our relationship with God and going to therapy were two of the things we did. The last thing that we did that I think was a game changer for us was that we felt God tell us that our relationship was very different. And that we needed to start redefining our relationship and redefining what marriage was. 
Sometimes the reason why your relationship feels so stuck is because you're comparing it to what you believe a relationship should look like, or you might even be comparing it to another relationship that you're watching. And so when your relationship doesn't look like that other relationship or your relationship doesn't look like what you imagined it to look like, you start getting disenchanted with your partner, with this relationship. It doesn't feel good anymore. But what I want to offer you is to start redefining your relationship, talking to your partner about what this relationship between both of you will now look like. You understand? Instead of a real, an ideal sort of perfect, not ideal, but perfect relationship that you have in your mind, you got to understand something. It's two people that are coming together, two beating hearts, two opinions, two attitudes, two energies. It's two people. Things ain't going to go your way all the time. <laughs> Things should go y'all's way, if that's a way to put it. You're both, right? What you both want, okay? I don't really believe in the happy wife, happy life. You know why? Plenty of people that tell you, especially men that say, I don't want to say especially men, so let me take that back. I Let me just say partners that say happy wife, happy life, or people who subscribe to that, I really do believe are giving up a part of their happiness and joy. I really do believe it. Because at the end, what you're saying is that their happiness matters more than mine. Like I'll just do what they tell me to do to keep the peace rather than doing the work to figure out what peace looks like for both of y'all. For both of y'all. You just, you're just dead inside walking along in this relationship if you're subscribing to happy wife, happy life. I'm telling you that right now. I'll do a whole episode on this. Anyways. <laughs> but the last thing that I'll say about the worst year of my marriage is that my husband and I both realized that I... He married me because I was fun, easygoing, and a bubble, right, <laughs> of joy. And I married him because he was so sweet, <laughs> always so thoughtful, very much loved me, was a man of God. And these are very similar reasons why he married me too. But what I want to say is that we married each other for these two reasons, of these reasons, excuse me, and everything else got in the way of all of that my perfectionism my control um, our criticism of each other and so because that was in the way I could no longer be my bubbly self which he married me for and because all of that got in the way he could no longer be this kind thoughtful person he had no space to be thoughtful <laughs> Because we were always arguing and I was always wanting the relationship to be perfect and, and controlling. Do you understand? Sometimes you can't be the person that your partner desires you to be or you can't even be the partner that you desire to be because of all of the junk that's happening in your relationship and you're wasting time arguing as opposed to fighting for the relationship and trying to figure out the root cause of why y'all just keep arguing. So that you can get back to being the person that y'all married each other for. You understand? And if this is you right now and you're listening to me and you're having some troubles in your relationship and it doesn't necessarily have to be the relationship with a romantic partner, but just the relationship with yourself. 
and you want to overcome that conflict, I want you to go to the link in my bio and book a sales call today. Okay. I want you to re- to tell me what it is that's happening and what you've tried so far. And then I'm going to share with you my treatment plan and what it is that I feel like could help you overcome the conflict in your relationship. I want you to show up to your date night, not feeling resentful about the argument you had in the car on your way to the date night. I wanna help you figure out how you can wake up on Saturday mornings and not feel anxiety to clean, but just feel a desire to be with each other. I wanna help you go on your next road trip with your family, with your kids, emotionally regulating yourself and embracing the fact that y'all are together instead of looking at the fact that you're upset at each other because you just argued about what to put in the cooler and you argued about the fact that you don't like the way your partner talks to their children, all of this stuff. I want to help you regulate and overcome all of these conflicts. All right, go to the link in my bio and book a sales call. All right, listen, let me pray for you because I got to go take my kids to school. (laughs) Father God, also Jesus, um, I just want to, if you're watching this live right now, obviously, if you listen to this podcast, you won't see this, but you can go back and look at this live right now. There has been this beautiful, beautiful light (laughs) coming in, these rays that are coming in through here. So beautiful. And I feel the glory and the Holy Spirit of God all over this podcast episode right now. I really do. And it makes so much sense, right? Talking about the worst year of my marriage and having God's light still shine on that. Still shine on that. Amen. Father God, I thank you so much. I thank you so much for your glory. I thank you so much for putting up with us. I thank you so much for the shifts that you do in our hearts. I thank you so much for the whispers that you give us. I thank you so much for entering our lives the way that you do. You're never forceful. And I love that about you. You let us have our time. Even though it can be risky, you let us literally live one day at a time. And I thank you for that. I ask, Father God, in this moment, that whoever can hear the sound of my voice be blessed. Whoever can hear the sound of my voice, Father God, would you just shine, shine on them and allow them to see the very things that need to be pruned out of their lives the very things that you are needing for them to surrender and give up, the very things that you are needing for them to finally say to the people that they love, the very things that look like, that look like safety, but are actually shackles, are actually a form of slavery, are enslaving them to this very thing. Allow them to see the many things that are keeping them from having a relationship with you the formulas, the religions. You don't like religion. You just want relationship. Father God, I thank you for your peace. I thank you for your glory. I thank you for your love. I ask that you protect our children today as they go to school, on buses and our car rides, whatever it is, and keep us patient. Allow us to continue seeing our kids as your kids, because at the end of the day, you own them, not us. We love you so much, God. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay. 
<laughs> Listen, I'm hosting my masterclass this Sunday, September 17th from 1 to 5 p.m. Creating video content with a 9 to 5. Go to the link in my bio and sign up. We're going to be talking all things video, all things virality, everything that you need to know on how to create video content with a 9 to 5. If right now um, that is for you, please sign up for my masterclass. We have 10 spots available for you to come. And uh, I just love y'all. Listen, if you love this podcast, make sure you subscribe to it, share it with all of your amigos. And uh, yeah, make sure you leave a review. <laughs> and if you're ready to work with me, especially during the worst year of your relationship, the worst year of your marriage, if this is you and you feel called and you feel ready, I'm ready with you. Okay, let's do the work. All right, I love you so much. Have a great day. Ciao. If you're loving this podcast and enjoying the juicy relationship gems, then head over to follow me on my socials at Karina F. Daves on Instagram and TikTok. Or head over to my website, KarinaFDaves.com, and subscribe to my newsletter, Release Your Relationship, where I share weekly relationship advice on how to overcome the number one issue in your relationship. Now, if you're really loving this podcast, don't forget to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and share it with all of your amigos. Reviews are such a personal way to hear your voice and have the ability to interact with our community. Thanks so much for listening to the show. And feel free to always hit me up on Instagram via DMs or anywhere on my socials. Te adoro mucho.